What's up, everybody, and welcome to Frameskip episode 89. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is George Loftus. Woo! Woo! How are you tonight, my man? I'm doing very well. It's raining, it's peaceful here in Maine. All's quiet. My dogs are no longer growling at each other. It's a great night. Well, that's good. It's a great Tuesday. I actually, it is a great Tuesday. This morning, I was petting both cats who normally, anytime they get within a foot of each other, they're like, you know what? We're going to play or fight. I still to this day don't know which it is they're doing. But I was petting both of them at the same time. And the one will occasionally like clean the other. She likes to do that. And for a few moments, he'll normally accept it. This morning, he started cleaning her, which I've never seen before. And I'm like, are they, are they, are they starting to get along better? Oh, my God. Is, is this going to happen? <laughs> what, a, what a gentleman cleaning her. Wow. I, I just got so excited. We are also with Austin Eller. How are you? Ooga booga. I'm doing good, Elijah. How are you? <laughs> you ever Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying something, you know, George said woo woo. So I felt like I had to say something too. And I went with Ooga Booga. You chose the one former PlayStation mascot that has no effect on what we're talking about tonight. (laughs) How is that possible, by the way? Like how how did did one of those games not come to what we're about to talk about? Unreal. Unreal. But how did Austin yeah. choose that of all things? We're like, we're talking <laughs> about this certain thing tonight, and he's just like, I'm not. <laughs> Fellas, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is why we're here, the PlayStation Vita's 10th birthday, let's talk about what we've been playing or watching in my case. George, let's start with you. I'm still down a deep Warhammer shaped rabbit hole. And I can't see the light anymore. I'm obsessed with these games. I have fully come around. I don't even know if they're good games anymore. But damn it, am I going to play them to completion? Am I going to go for that platinum? The one game that's new. Guys, my girlfriend and I, we've been playing so much Mario Kart 8 lately. It has been fantastic. It has been. Dude, so have we. Yeah? <laughs> Getting excited for so that we, deal? <laughs> we, need to, we need to hop on together. Oh my god, couples, double yeah. date, yeah. <laughs> double dash, no, double date, let's do this. I mean, I haven't been, but I could. There you go. Alright, we gotta... Um, it's been so much fun, man. That game is honestly like probably the best game Nintendo's ever made. No offense to Breath of the Wild or Super Mario 64, but... Everything about Mario Kart 8 is phenomenal. I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I think it's like one of the most perfectly rounded, like... I mean, it's a gorgeous game still, you know, 10 years later. Yeah, it's got just incredible tracks and content. It is such such a good game. I mean, it's no wonder it sells like crazy still. The music is phenomenal. Like I play tracks I don't even like because the music is so good. I want the Excite Bike Arena music just like on loop in my head at all times. I think that song is incredible when it speeds up for lap three. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. I gotta give credit. I think that might be my favorite music in the game. That's also like the only music I remember from the game. So that really says something about it. Yeah. I think stuff. my favorite track is the the Bowser's Castle 
one because it's like it's got like a guitar riff like going on in the background. It is so good. So uh, good. Sadist. Um, <laughs> what, who, who, who do you guys roll as when you play Mario Kart? Oh, my girl Rosalina. Rosalina for Elijah. OK, awesome. You know, I used to play only as Bowser Jr. Like that was it. And but now since Andy and I have been playing it recently, I've kind of been bouncing around. I, I played as Link for a little bit last night. We were playing and I was playing as Yoshi. Um, I think I like the medium to, to large characters now, even though I used to play as the smaller ones. Also, can we accept that the name Mario Kart is just a formality now because it's really just a Nintendo Kart? Yeah. Yeah. Are you cool with that? Oh, yeah. I am. You want like link, you want more link courses and more mm-hmm. like uh, like a Damon X Machina or like a Bayonetta course? <laughs> I don't know about those, but I <laughs> <laughs> they're in the Nintendo family now, Austin. I mean, I love the F-Zero tracks. So I think they're really, really good. And I like that. Yeah, but that's the, the thing is like you just want one. an F-Zero game. We both want yeah. F-Zero games. So that's You're why right. we're obsessed with Mute City and, and Big Blue or whatever it's called. That's, that's fair. Uh, God, Big Blue is one of my favorite Nintendo songs of all time. It's so good. Uh, no one asked me, but I like to play as Donkey Kong. He's naked except for the tie. Not I love it. It's Donkey so, Kong so funny. in your life. Hey, George, who do you like to play as? I like to play as Donkey Kong because he's naked except for the tie. Uh, my girlfriend always plays as Lemmy, which is really funny. She picks him because she thinks he's like such a jerk. And like any time he like lands a shell, he'll just go ha, 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 and just like laugh at people. Wait, which one is Lemmy? Is it the rainbow? Yeah, rainbow mohawk. OK, yeah. I used to play as him a lot, too. Yeah, I like Lemmy. <laughs> I like hearing him cry when he when he loses. That's what I like about Lemmy. Uh, a girlfriend kicked my ass the last couple times we played though it was amazing I, she, she's gotten so much better I have a rivalry with uh, the one friend of my best friend Nick I have a rivalry with his friend because we were all playing and she threw a shell and hit me literally inches before the finish line and won the race that's Mario Kart baby ever since then yep, yep. I, it it is my goal in life in that game to beat her. <laughs> I'm still a little bitter. I got tagged by two blue shells in the same race, and that was one that like Aaliyah won and managed to like get the cup in. I was livid, but God, that that's what makes Mario Kart awesome. That's what makes it terrible. That's why I keep coming back. I I think this is probably like the best instance of a game like balancing itself. But like I think it's the best of any Mario Kart because like I think an N64 Mario Kart it's, they don't do a good job. Like, if you get in first place, yeah. it's kind of hard to lose first place. Yep. At least it's not as bad as the arcade version, which is literally just rubber banding the game. Uh, that's that, feel, that feels like arcade games in general, though. Like, that feels like most racing arcade games. It is, but so much of the arcade game is just like normal Mario Kart that it's very noticeable in that. Gotcha. Is there anything else you've been uh, playing there? No. All right, Austin, what about yourself? Yeah, so I, I uh, two months into the year, almost uh, at the end of February, beat my first game of 2022, Woo! which was uh, Skyward Sword HD, and really oh, had a yeah. great, great, great time with that game, and um, really enjoyed going through it again, and, and it still is. I mean, it was one of my favorite games, favorite Zelda games when it first released, and it still is uh, now, having replayed it. Um. But yeah, I mean, aside from from Mario Kart, go keep okay, going, like, keep going, keep going. Aside from Mario Kart, I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Damn right you have. 
which I started because I was like, you know, we had that direct a few weeks ago and they showed off the new Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, really enjoyed the first Fire Emblem Warriors and of course both Hyrule Warriors games. I just adore. Um, but I did not want to get the new Fire Emblem Warriors without having played Three Houses because it's somehow connected. And so I was like, you know what? I've had this game sitting on my shelf for like two years. I've never even played it. And now's the time. So I honestly, I'm not super far in. I'm only a couple hours in, but I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Uh, I ended up choosing the uh, Golden Deer for my for my uh, house, I guess. Like, Because I, I don't know. I just like the way that they were kind of like on the outside of the power struggle a little, a little bit. And they, they weren't like the royal guys. And I just thought that was kind of kind of neat. So that's who I ended up choosing. But I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Such a good game. I really... So, like, full disclosure, I never finished it. I need to go back and do that. But what I have played, I absolutely loved. It's such an incredible game. It's such an anime that lets you also sometimes play. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's very, like, Persona. Yeah. But I, I love that about it because I adore Persona in that way, too. There's just so much talking in that game. I, yep. I like, the first two hours, I didn't even get to choose a house. I got so bored of, like, all the conversations. I'm sorry. I really wanted to like that game. I loved Awakening. I think Awakening is like probably top 10 best video games I've ever played. I think Awakening is the one I really want to play. Oh, it's so expensive now. It sucks. Uh, that that's, brings us to our first PSA of the night. Don't sell your games. Just don't do it. You get pennies on the dollar and you're just going to want to buy those games back years later. And then the 3DS shop is going to close and you won't be able to do it affordably. So you're just going to have to like pay out the nose for something on eBay. So just don't do it. Don't sell your games. I just bought Pokemon Conquest. It used to be $35. Like buy the games when you want them, when they're on sale, and then just don't sell them. Yep. You're going you're to buy them and lose so much money. Yep. Absolutely. That's part of the reason I, I want to buy uh, Xenoblade Remastered right now because it's on sale for like yeah. 40 everywhere. And I know that game is going to skyrocket because every other game in that series does. Yep. Yeah. Second so. PSA, DekuDeals.com. Check it out. Great website. <laughs> there you go. Not sponsored. As, as for me, um, it's not so much that what I've been playing that I want to talk about because like I platinumed Voice of Card, the first Voice of Cards game I talked about last week. I completed and got all the trophies in Vampire the Masquerade, Coders of New York. It's a visual novel set in that world. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But the two things I really want to talk about are movies based on video games. The first one being Uncharted, which I thoroughly enjoyed. At the beginning of the movie, I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this off. They they don't really feel like these characters. Three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Holland be Nathan Drake again. He By the end of that movie, he, he felt like it. And there were moments throughout that movie where Mark Wahlberg would say something and it gave me Sully vibes to the point where I got a chill and I'm like, oh, it is possible. Granted, <laughs> he was, he was the weakest part of that movie, not because like he did bad, but just because he, for the most part, he was the one that didn't feel like his character the most. Chloe. I loved why? Cause he was a, 45, 50-year-old man instead of, like, an 80-year-old grandpa, basically? Is that why I, I didn't feel like him? Because he had a stupid Boston accent and he was in jail for 45 days for committing a freaking hate crime back in the 80s? Is that why I didn't feel like Sully? 
Sully wouldn't be in jail for a hate crime. That's all I'm saying. Mark Wahlberg made exactly two good movies. He made Boogie Nights and he made Fear. Other than that, he can go screw himself. I hate Mark Wahlberg. I hate that he's a Patriots fan. God, I hate him. I hate the stupid Wahlberg restaurant. I hate Blue Bloods. Donnie, stupid Wahlberg. God, I hate the Wahlbergs. And rant. I'm glad you enjoyed the movie, though. I was really worried about it. I think Tom Holland is a joy. And I was worried that this would be a stinker on his career. So I'm glad to hear that. I really want to watch Four Brothers now. Thanks, George. (laughs) The movie sucks, too, you hot idiot. But no, I really like that movie. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing it again. Um, And it does set up for a sequel, which I know originally it was like, will it get one? Won't it get one? Considering the money they made and then like the CEO of Sony calling it a hit new movie franchise. Yeah, yeah, they're good. There are going to be plans. But the other one I saw that really surprised me was I saw Werewolves Within. Based on the hit, question mark, VR game from Ubisoft. It's about a forest ranger who goes to this little town in, I think it was Vermont. And a bunch of people get stuck in the inn in a snowstorm. And they eventually realize there's a werewolf picking people off. Oh no, the werewolf must be one of us. I laughed so much throughout it, but more so than that, I chuckled because it was that humor that at first it didn't hit you, but then it's like, oh, and I thought I did so well at that. I loved the characters. I thought, I want to say his name is Sam Richardson, who plays the main actor or who, yeah, who plays the main actor, who is the main actor, who plays the main character. I thought he did fantastic. I have already watched that movie a second time and laughed just as much as the first time. It It's a lower budget movie, but I think that kind of fits to its charm. It's just so weird to me that they even made that, honestly. It's like so, so me strange. Because like, who even played that game? <laughs> I haven't, and I haven't played it. <laughs> wasn't it. Wasn't it directed by the chick from the AT&T commercials? No, but she's in it. She's in it. She's one of the two okay. main characters. She directs the AT&T commercials. That's where I'm confused. Okay. Um, no, okay. It's, it's directed by a director I recognize the name of, but I... Oh, top man, I can think of it. One second. Let me look at it. You were supposed to take me just to the IMDb. Josh Rubin. Okay. Uh, George, you know more about film stuff than me. Is that name familiar? Uh, isn't that the college humor guy? Yes. Yes, it is. I literally don't recognize any other stuff he's done, so I have no idea why I recognized his name. But, yeah, the college humor guy. I think he was on a show called You're the Worst that, that got pretty big. That is on his uh, resume here, so... Okay. Y- you did good, kid. Yeah, movie yeah. Was well is well worth the watch, which... Honestly, going into it, I didn't expect to say. But it's well worth a watch. Cool. And if you have Hulu right now, you can get Showtime for four ninety nine, and uh, it's on there. So it's basically like running it for four ninety nine. Not sponsored. No, Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Mario Kart Eight. We are also not sponsored by MKate. All all I'll say is if you. Uh, get the Showtime add-on, you can also watch Aquarium of the Dead, which I'm so excited to watch. It's from the same studio that brought us the Sharknado movies. Okay. 
This is awkward because we actually are sponsored by Aquarium of the Dead. So yeah, it doesn't apply here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wish we were. That would be great. Yeah. What do you want to do with your $4 legend? Get Hulu to watch Aquarium of the Dead. <laughs> oh, my God. I get why they did it now. But no, that's oh everything God. I wanted to talk about. Fellas, let's get into what brings us together today, which is actually the podcast, so that doesn't bring us together today. But the reasoning behind our show today, the PlayStation Vita is 10 years old today. Today was the normal release date for the Vita. It released in Japan on December 17th. In US and EU territories, February 22nd was the release day, unless you got the like first edition pre-order, then you could pick it up on February 15th. But today was like the day everyone could get their hands on it. Yeah, it's the day I got my hands on it. Somewhere. And I tried to find it and couldn't. There was a photo of my friend Nick and I at Walmart. The photo was taken at 12.05 a.m. Me holding the Vita and his eyes is coming up at the bottom really creepily saying soon. <laughs> and I can't find the picture anywhere. And it makes me so sad. Because it was taken just after purchasing my Vita. and. Ever since then, it's been a love story. First thing I want to talk about, we'll start with George. What are some of your favorite memories associated with it? Um, I think it's really funny the way I got a Vita. So I forgot to pre-order my Vita because I was a senior in college and I had other priorities like alcohol, mostly, and, and grades, but really just alcohol. It came out like just... <clears throat> Like, uh, just after winter break, like, I think we got back, like, I don't know, three weeks before the Vita launched. And so I was just happy to see my friends. I was writing for the paper at the time. I was trying to graduate. I was doing all this stuff. And then I was like, oh, damn, the Vita came out today. And I have never had a console before on launch day. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be my first. I'm so excited. So I went downtown to the Burlington uh, GameStop. Went in, I was just like, oh, sorry, guys, do you by any chance have any Vitas left? And they're like, yeah, we have all of them. I'm like, that's not a great sign. <laughs> and so the only ones they had were the 3G system. So it was 50 bucks more. It was 249 for the regular system yep. and 299 for the 3G, right? Okay, correct. So I bought that. I bought a 16 gigabyte memory card because I thought that would be enough. And then I bought, I think, four games because I was like, you know what? I just got a paycheck. I'm going to ball out. I got Uncharted. I got Wipeout. I got Virtua Tennis, and then I think I got a PSN card so I could also get uh, that weird German game where you play as like the two escape people, escape plan, escape plan, and Super Stardust Delta. So those are the games I walked out with. Did I say Virtua Tennis for? Yes. Okay. God, I love that game so much. And so I just went home and just played that all night because I lived in a crappy little apartment, barely bigger than my body, and it was so nice for once to just have Netflix on the TV and just sit on my chair and play games and earn trophies while something was playing on TV. I'd never experienced anything like it before. It was incredible. It was incredible. So just getting the Vita is one of my favorite memories. Besides that, traveling and just like earning trophies. Like I, for the first time ever when I was traveling, I didn't feel like I was playing a handheld. It felt like I brought a video game console with me. Like I love Nintendo, but like those felt like distractions almost. Like a, a Game Boy Advance just felt like a, a nifty little thing that wasn't as good as the GameCube. Uh, the DS felt like a nifty little thing that wasn't as good as the Wii, even though it was 
in hindsight, better than the Wii. No offense, Wii. Uh, but the Vita felt like on par with at least, if not a PlayStation 3, then like a PlayStation 2.5. So it was the first time I felt like I wasn't compromising to play games. And so all of a sudden, I liked traveling. You know, like I didn't mind being on the bus going to the airport or anything. Yeah, it, it it's such a great console because it really did finally hit that quality of this feels like maybe not the current gen, but it feels like a console game in your hands. And that was just sure did. one of the amazing things about it. Before I go, because I have a little, quite a little bit to say, just because what we'll see. Austin, what are some of your favorite memories associated with the Vita? Yeah, so honestly, um, this is kind of interesting. I had an interesting uh, life cycle with the Vita. You know, I bought it. I don't think I had it right at launch. I think I got it within maybe two weeks of launch and um, bought the the 3G Wi-Fi model and and just really, really loved the uh, the system right away, you know, playing Uncharted and playing Wipeout. And um, the the one game nobody ever talks about, which was uh, MotorStorm RC, which I like yep. adore that game. That game is so, so, so good. Uh, really, really enjoyed my time with that. But I actually ended up selling my Vita like a few years into its life cycle. Um, and I think it was just me being a stupid kid, honestly, like me just, you know, wanting to buy something else and, and getting rid of the Vita. And uh, eventually I was like, you know what, I, I do want to get one again. And turns out, actually, um, some listeners might know this, but I actually had a, a pretty unfortunate incident during my junior year of high school. We actually had a, a house fire and uh, lost pretty much everything I owned. And so um, turns out that, you know, that was kind of the the motivation for me to be like, you know what, maybe it's time to to get a Vita back. You know, I, I don't have a TV. I'm living at my grandparents and like I, I kind of want something smaller. And so I knew I wanted one. And then one day I receive a package from Seth and Elijah. And they have bought me a Vita and Persona 4 Golden and sent it to me. and. Uh, that was that was after the fire. And so just I, I remember opening that and, and being just so excited, uh, one, to be back with the Vita, but secondly, because it was like a, a, a really rough time for me. And so the Vita for for honestly about a year was pretty much my primary system. Um, really, you know, had a great time with that thing in the wake of the fire and and, um, you know, just will always remember what those guys did for me. and and you know, the joy that that thing brought me, the, the relief that it brought me from the unfortunate reality that I was living in. So. <laughs> that's really, that's really sweet. I didn't know you guys did that. I, because I remember Coach sent you a PS3. Yep. And in the package, I also sent along Gran Turismo 6. Yep, you did. It, it was an unfortunate event that led to showing the people around you who care which like i as of late that's been a very big thing for me yeah uh, because i've had a lot going on and so like just hearing that story again i didn't forget that we did that but it wasn't like at the top of my memory yeah i mean it's been what like seven eight years at this point so yeah it's been a while but yeah i mean that honestly just to go back to games for a second, though, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was great getting the Vita again, and and like I said, it it really got me um, 
not distracted, but it gave me some joy in in that time of my life. And and so I'll I'll always um, remember and and associate the Vita with that 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 time of my life. Uh, I will before I talk about some of my favorite memories. The reason I really wanted to do this, um, for anybody who doesn't know, the Vita is my favorite system of all time. It is so easy to play. There are so many amazing games on it that I'll I'll just say we're going to do our top five favorite games then. And we all had trouble narrowing it down to five. I turned mine into a top 20. (laughs) Just just for me, not for the podcast, but for me, (laughs) I I made it into a top 20 because I couldn't stop thinking of all these incredible games. I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember that one night where I just could not put it down. And I just like, oh, sorry, guys, I can't hang out tonight. Like, I'm really into this. And I was like embarrassed because I'm like, why would I be embarrassed? Like, if I were reading like a really good book or if I were watching like a a long ass movie, I wouldn't be embarrassed. What is it about games? But man, there's just so many good games on Vita. Good God. Like, it, it is my favorite console of all time. Like, easily, I can say that without a second thought. And some of my favorite memories uh, first was when I got it, we, like I said, went to Walmart. It was, I think, my first midnight launch for a console. Because, yeah, I got my 360 a week after, or a month after that came out. Then my PS3, I got a couple years after. Uh, so, yeah, it was my very first midnight console release. And I remember a week before that, you know, it was the day the you could pick up the system if you had the 3G model or the first edition, which was 3G only. What was that, by the way? It was like little deviants in like a case or something, right? It was like some sort of bundle, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think it was little deviants, a case, and the console. Um, and like I, I, I grabbed the Wi-Fi edition. Edition. Like I remember that day, a week earlier, I went and picked up Touch My Katamari and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three. So like for a week, I just had these games and I was just every single day. I just grab them and look at them and be like, oh, my God, I have Vita games. I'm so excited. And I remember my boss at the time actually sent me a Penny Arcade comic that they wrote about, man, I picked up these Vita games. Like, what are you going to do with them until the Vita comes out? I don't know. Just look at them, I guess. And I couldn't believe they made a comic about Vita games. (laughs) But like. I, I remember that so well because we picked it up and my best friend and I came back to my house and it was a work night, but I didn't care. For like two hours, we sat there playing Katamari and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And it was such a blast. But my two other best memories, one was on the PS4 launch day. Me and our friends Chris and Seth, we all know, we went to Chris's house plugged in our ps4s there was a photo somewhere of all three of our ps4s sitting next to each other one tv while the other two of us were on vitas doing remote play and we were all playing Killzone shadowfall online together in multiplayer and whenever somebody's vita was about to die they would plug theirs in and that ps4 would get hooked up to the tv and then they'd play on the tv for a while until another person's vita would start to die And we just had this rotating segment of you're playing on the console or the Vita, but it was so fun. And my other favorite memory, Austin remembers this well because he didn't do it. So at PAX East 2014, they had a tournament 
for Sonic. What was it? What is it? Sonic and Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed? Yeah, yeah. And your boy won the tournament. So somewhere <laughs> I have a Pax like thing to wear, and on the back of it, it just says you did a thing, and it was awesome. And it was like, of course, the one tournament I'll ever win here is a PlayStation Vita tournament. I have to be honest, though, Elijah, it makes me it makes me very upset. And I've told you this, it makes me very upset that I did not enter that tournament because frankly, just to be honest with you, Elijah, would have mopped the floor with you. And oh, so- <laughs> absolutely no. That's why I'm glad you didn't. I was like for like a year, I was like in the top 200 in the world in that game. And so I, uh, I, I would have, <laughs> yeah, had I entered, I would have just, you know, here comes Jesus to destroy all the, the, the pure little babies. I, I'm not I, super religious, but I don't think that's what Jesus did. No, I don't think I, so either. I don't think that was <laughs> in his playbook. Anakin. There we go. Okay, I, yeah. Same I thing. I yeah. literally didn't... Oh. <laughs> I literally didn't play the game until the tournament was announced. I'm like, I guess I'm downloading this. <laughs> but those are our favorite memories. Let's get in... Oh, and by the way, we're having some people call in with their favorite memories of the Vita, uh, favorite games possibly, that are going to be dispersed throughout the show. Or like right now. Hey guys, Marty Sleva here. Uh, thanks to my buddy George for asking me to say a few words uh, on the Vita on its 10th anniversary here in the West. Uh, he knows that, that like him, how much the handheld meant to me. And obviously it wasn't the best-selling console, uh, especially it was overshadowed at the time by the Nintendo 3DS, which was just immensely popular. Uh, and for the time being, marked uh, kind of an end to Sony's brief foray into handheld gaming. But uh, none of that matters because, holy moly, did I love this thing. And do I still love this thing with all of my heart? Uh, it, it, in 2012, it was a piece of hardware that just felt so cool. You know, it, it didn't feel it felt like a, a bridge between uh, something new and high tech like an iPhone and something that still felt like a toy, like like the DS and the 3DS. Uh, and honestly, it just still feels that way. It's probably my favorite handheld of all time. Honestly, even surpassing those Nintendo ones, uh, and I just love handheld gaming as a whole. Like I, I love my Switch right now, and it uh, there's just the, uh, a tangibility about about playing a game physically in your hands and looking down at the screen, and it reminds me of kind of the physicality of of stuff like an actual book. And I, I like that I can still get that in gaming while also having you know a PS5 and a Series X to to do all the fancy things on my TV. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and well, well, I love the Vita for a few reasons. Uh, one of which is uh, because the thing is a time machine for classic PS1 games that I absolutely adore. That was one of my found- favorite consoles ever, and being able to use my Vita as a way to revisit, you know, Square Enix's incredible JRPG library from you know the Final Fantasy games to Chrono Cross to to Xenogears to you know non-Square ones like Suikoden and and. Uh, then you got games like the Mega Man Legends games and Tomba. It's it's just it's incredible to be able to crack the vault open, you know, anytime I have my Vita charging and, and go back and see uh, the games I loved from you know twenty twenty five years ago. Uh, the the Vita also got me into an entirely new genre of games in visual novels. Uh, it's where I fell in love with stuff like Danganronpa and Zero Escape and Steins Gate, which then got me to watch Steins Gate, which is one of my favorite anime ever, which turned out to be very cool. 
Uh, it uh, was also just the home to amazingly, incredibly creative games uh, that that really use the system in, in such neat and creative ways, like uh, Sound Shapes, which is still one of the most criminally underrated games I think I've ever played, and Tearaway, Media Molecules' best game, which was probably the best use of the Vita proper. Uh, that was one of those games that was just synonymous with the console itself. Uh, but for me, there's no question that the defining experience on the Vita was Persona 4 Golden. Uh, it's it's become one of my comfort food games that I go back to whenever I'm in kind of a gaming rut and need to reorient myself. Uh, while it, it it's right up there neck and neck with with Persona 5 Royal as as probably my two of my five favorite JRPGs of all time, and there's just something about. Uh, the the characters and that world of Inaba and and the mystery of the Midnight Channel that I just constantly want to revisit it and and that is the game in my head that when I think of Vita I will always think of Persona Four Golden and uh, that is absolutely a good thing in my mind so uh, thanks again and uh, happy birthday Vita hey George and company this is Adam Ballard from the Dirty South and I'm here to uh wax poetically about the PlayStation Vita. I'll keep things short. Uh, my favorite game for the system is the same for a lot of people, Persona 4 Golden. I was listening to a lot of IGN's podcast Beyond at the time, and P4G was uh, the gold standard for the Vita, and I fell into it and haven't looked back since. I'm a huge Persona guy now, and just standing the franchise in all ways possible. But uh, what I love the most about the Vita is how it's just become a PlayStation legacy machine for me personally. Uh, some of the best memories of my life are playing PS1 games, and uh, just looking at my folders right now, they're stacked. Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil's 1 through 3, Asui Koden, Silent Hill, Vagrant Story, and so much more. Uh, just having this portable, beautiful collection of PlayStation 1 RPGs and standout titles... Uh, Man, it's, it's just a lot of magic in this little machine um, that goes on. I've got a pretty extensive PSP downloads on here as well. Everything from Persona 3, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Maverick Hunter X, Breath of Fire 3, Jet Set Radio. It's just, there's so much joy to be found in this little handheld. Um, it's been with me so, through some pretty uh, pivotal moments in life, including... Uh, uh, when our first child was born, uh, she was born with a slight fever and had to remain in the hospital for an additional two weeks right after birth. And, uh, you know, when we were just staying overnights at the hospital with her, uh, this little guy kept me company. I just, I don't know. It's a magical machine. I won't eat up too much more time with rambling. And, you know, it's been a great 10 years and God willing, uh, I hope to enjoy another 10 out of it. So, Anytime I need to dip back into PlayStation nostalgia, there's one machine I pick up, and it is our lovely friend, the Vita. Have a great show. Are you guys also, sorry, I'm on eBay right now looking up Vita games currently. Are you guys doing that also, or is it just me? At the moment, no, but literally once a day. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Literally once a day, I I do. I'm looking at Takaiden because I never got that one. Oh, yeah, the Monster Hunter style one. I never played that, actually. And Farming Simulator 16. (laughs) <laughs> oh oh my god okay no another favorite memory <laughs> no no no. austin will remember this <laughs> back in the day before i was on the podcast i was just a mere listener found out about it because i worked with seth and they did a giveaway of a playstation network card and i said if i were to win i would use it 
to get Farming Simulator on the Vita. <laughs> Guess who won? Guess who the next day posted he bought Farming Simulator? I don't know. It sounds like you win a lot of things, Elijah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, here, even better. You're lucky Austin was, was a, wasn't a listener. Otherwise, he would have wiped the floor with you for that <laughs> gift card. Do you know how much space <laughs> that Farming Simulator takes up on the Vita? I'm guessing like a, like like 10, 200 megs, 32 megabytes, 32 megabytes. What? Yes, that's like so a like, that's like less than a mobile game. That's like that's like what? <laughs> I was gonna check How's my Vita and then remembered I have the Vita TV on, so I have my my memory card. Oh there. my god! But yeah, it literally takes up almost no space, and that's why it has never left my Vita because I'm like I literally don't need to delete it. You hear this Activision with your 120 gigabyte freaking Call of Duty game? Get on Farming Simulator's level. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you, you mentioning Farming Simulator reminded me of that. The next thing we're going to talk about is, as we mentioned, our favorite games on the Vita. And like I said, we had such a hard time narrowing this down. I got it down to six originally, and it was even hard at that. I'm like, this, 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 this. And I only was able to narrow it down from six by saying, I'm going to choose ones that are Vita exclusive and you can't play anywhere else. And that's the only reason I got it down. Which means someone is going to lose a bet that was made prior to the show. George, we'll have you start. What's one of your favorite Vita games? So, yeah, just to bear in mind, there's a lot of amazing games on Vita. And these yeah. are my five favorites. You know, we're even just going to say, like, right now, thinking about the Vita and how I'm thinking about the Vita. These are the first five that came came to mind. I'm going to start with my most recent favorite Vita game. I did not have the same stipulations as Elijah. Like, this game, I think, is available on PlayStation 4. Uh, but it is the most recent game I really got into. And I think part of the reason I really got into it was because it was a Vita game. But this is a game called Reverie. And Reverie is a 16-bit, two-dimensional, a Link to the Past clone where you play as, like, a grandson visiting his grandparents in New Zealand. And you find yourself on an adventure. And instead of a sword, you've got a cricket bat. Instead of, like, a, a bow and arrow, you've got a Nerf gun with darts. I love this game so much. It is so charming. It is cross-buy with the PlayStation 4 version. So if you buy it there, you can play it on Vita. And I think that is the most recent Vita Platinum I got, too, which I feel bad. That was a couple years ago. I have not, I've been neglecting my Vita, but talking about it, I went, I grabbed, like, a stack of, like, my most recent game purchases, and they're all Vita games. And God, Reverie, just a fantastic game. Love it to pieces. That's awesome. I, 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 as soon as you said, I'm like, I recognize that game. Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, was it Play Asia did a physical copy of it? Uh, possibly, yeah. I think that was like one of the first games I brought to the podcast too that I talked about, just because I, 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 I genuinely love that game. I think it's great. Austin, what is the first game you have for us? Okay, so this was one that when the Vita. I guess it came out with it like within a year or so. Maybe it was about a year and a half. Um, but I had been really looking forward to it because the art style looked really neat. And uh, 
picked it up day one and absolutely fell in love with it. And that is Gravity Rush. As soon as you said the art style look me, I'm like, I know he's going to say Gravity Rush. Yeah, dude, I love, love, love that game. And I never actually got the Platinum on the Vita, but I did get the Platinum on the PS4 version. Um, but I, yeah, it, you know, just playing that on the Vita, having the gyroscope for the aiming and stuff. I know people kind of complained about the controls, which I can see, but I think it worked out really well with the the way the Vita, the Vita uses the, the gyroscope for, for aiming and um, just playing that game, a relatively decent size open world and great story and characters on the Vita. It's just so good. It's such a good game. I, and, and still to this day, like I think fondly of, of that game. And, and at some point, I need to play the second one. I've never actually played it. So that's what I need to do at some point. That That's an incredible game. That That is easily in my top 10 easily like it didn't make my list of five but God, it's such a great game like you said the art style is incredible the controls are great <sighs> i'm gonna play it again now <laughs> in choosing my like first couple i'm specifically choosing ones that like i know there's one or two on here that might be mentioned by someone else so i'm gonna save them and then use them for that round so first off i'm gonna go with uh, the game I'm actually streaming tonight after the podcast, Hot Shots Golf World Invitational, which seriously, Twitch, get off your butt. It is literally not a game in their system. I can't choose it. I have to choose games and demos to play it under. Ugh. But it's a great game. It's a fantastic Hot Shots Golf game. It, it plays just like any Hot Shots Golf, but it's on the go. It was perfect. You can, I bought one DLC for it, which is Cat from Gravity Rush, and that's the main golfer I use. It's just such a fun game. And it really illustrates one of the best things you can do with the Vita, which is just relax. Like George said with Virtua Tennis and that, turn on Netflix, pop this on, play a few rounds. It's just perfect. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I never actually touched Hot Shots Golf prior to the Vita version. So this was actually the first one that I played. And yeah, it's such a good game. Such a good game. I'm pretty mad at the Vita version because there's one online trophy that like you, you don't even need to win an, an online tournament. You just need to participate in like a weekly tournament from from the developer. And they discontinued that like four years ago. So that's that's a little frustrating. We, I think we talked about this. We're like, we just need one day, like one day a year. Turn on the servers. Let us get our old trophies. How how amazing would that be, right? If there's like a week, you know, it's like the week after Christmas or like the week before Golden Week or something like in Japan. If you want to get like a little bit more relevant, but just just flip a switch, boys. Just turn back on. It'll be great. Actually, Austin, you mentioning that, I think that's the first Hot Shots Golf I played as well. Wow, I never played it beforehand. Huh. Yeah, and, and that that's kind of surprising to me, actually, because uh, like for my my end, because I, I played a lot of Mario Golf and obviously it's very similar. But yeah, I, I never played the PSP ones or the PS2. And um, yeah, I think from what I know, I think the only ones I've played are the Vita one and everybody's golf. Those are actually the only two ones I've played. And they're both amazing. Yeah, great games. And like everybody's golf VR is even better than it has any right to be. George. What is your second game? My second game, Wipeout 2048. 
I think is like one of the best racing games of the last like 10 years. It's uh, so good. It's so fast. The art style is awesome. It's it's technically a prequel, I guess, to like the other Wipeout game. So like it's a little bit more of like a grimy looking future than uh, what you're used to in like the, the original Wipeout games. But it's just so great and so intense. I like didn't even play that game online. Like I, I literally just played that single player because I had such a blast and they ended up remastering it when they did like the Wipeout HD collection for PlayStation 4. And I tried playing it on PlayStation 4. It just doesn't feel the same. Like, there's just something that feels more at home with that game in, in a little handheld with my elbows propped up on a pillow. Uh, I, I I love the speed in that game. I've talked at ad nauseum about how much I love, like, that Y2K era. And that does such a good job of making the Y2K era feel like a, a real future because there's just so many connections to, like, our current present in terms of, like, the architecture and, and the coloring of everything. Oh, I just I just love that game. It's so fast. It's so fast. I love it so much. And the fact that they have the PS3 game and the expansion as DLC for it. It's just yeah. Wild and awesome. It, oh, it Wipeout is such an amazing game, an amazing series, and you're right. Like it, it is good on PS4, especially in VR, but it just does not have that same feeling as it does on Vita. Man, the VR is wild. The VR is really cool. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Austin, what is your second game? Okay, so I actually had Wipeout on my list, but I'm going to remove it for the sake of like adding something new to the show. Uh, love Wipeout. Love Wipeout. You know what else I love? Velocity Ultra. I that wondered game, if you were going to say it. That I had to game bump that off my list. Yeah, <laughs> is so special to me, and it it. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it was my first Vita Platinum. And that that was a hard Platinum that took a lot of replaying. And um, yeah, I, really actually one of the first bullet hell games I had ever played and really liked the, the way you had the like shifting, you know, you could you had like the teleportation mechanic of your, your ship. And I it didn't like 2X quite as much, but but Ultra specifically, I, I just adored that and and probably honestly still to this day is is one of my top three if not my top indie game of all time i've never or no i think i have played it i think i played a bit of it i'm like this is really good and i just never beat it it's pretty hard it's a hard it's a very hard game oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's very hard it's really tough it's it probably took me like 30 hours of just sitting there like replaying the same level over and over again to get the platinum For my next one, I'm just going to say one of the ones that I have a feeling at least one of you has on the list, and because we can all talk about it together. Killzone Mercenary <laughs> is easily my favorite Vita game. It is the best Killzone game in a line of good games. It is the first game that had me actually saying, this is a console video game that I'm playing on a handheld right now. Like that was a straight up like console graphic video game that it yeah. looks beautiful. It plays beautiful. That game is great. Like George is, was it going to be on your list, George? I cut it. Cause I thought one of you would bring it up. That was <laughs> me. That was me playing the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it should have, it should have been on my list. That's probably my most played Vita game. Like I have hours into it. There is like a $2 DLC bundle that just like enabled bot mode on on kills and mercenary it was awesome like it was so much fun to like go through and 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 do that 
I have a Vita TV. I might actually try plugging it in because like I want to platinum that game because I have all of the hard trophies out of the way, except for like the the contracts. So like I got all the multiplayer ones out of the way, which is awesome. But I am just such I'm struggling so much. And like my hand after a while, after I play that game for like an hour and a half, my hand starts to hurt because like the Vita's a little small for my hands. And uh, man, I might try that with like a, a DualShock on, on Vita TV. But I, I love that game. It's it's a borderline perfect shooter and yeah. it's a handheld. It, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George, what is your number three? It's an awesome to get to rant about about Killzone. No, I think it from the I mean, pretty much baby. the same thing you guys said. I it it honestly, you know, I'm going to leave it on here, even though I kicked off Wipeout. But I, I think it really is my favorite Vita game as well. Um, Aside from another, which I'll bring up in a minute. But yeah, I'm, it, it is such a such a well-crafted game. And I, I still will never forget booting it up for the first time and thinking, holy crap, how did they do this? Because it, I mean, it is gorgeous. It's it's looks really really good, and it even still looks good on the Vita TV. Oh which yeah, is impressive. I really it. impressive. I streamed it last weekend, and yeah. I'm like, why does this game look so good? Like yeah. it, it was one of those you could tell it was a handheld game or that, yeah. but it was like this this shouldn't look this good. No, absolutely not. George, what is your third? Uh, no laughing. PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I I love that game. W- I was not Great very game. close to Smash when the first Smash Brothers came out. Uh, my brother had already like gone off to college, and he was the person who I played like most video games with. And uh, so when friends came over, they just didn't want to Smash. They wanted to Goldeneye. Like that was just more speed or or 1080 or or Cruising USA or something. So I I never really had an attachment to Smash until honestly Smash Ultimate on Switch. That was the first one that I really felt like a, a connection to. But PlayStation All-Stars, man, that one felt awesome. And like I remember snagging the PlayStation 3 Platinum, and then I immediately got to work on the digital copy that you got for free with the, with the game for, for Vita. And man, what an underrated thing that I feel like was kind of blown out of proportion. But then, like... All right, walk with me here, guys. Sorry. So like the Xbox Series X does like the the smart download solution. Is that what yeah. it's called? Smart smart download. And that seems like such a dumb thing. But then like PlayStation totally boffed it on PlayStation 5, where like I was playing the PlayStation 4 version of Black Ops Cold War without realizing it. Like it should have been the PlayStation 5 version, but it just wasn't. But them figuring out a way to like include digital copies, basically, and just have like a slightly watered down version of the game you were playing on console just available on the go. Absolutely incredible. And uh, Vita, surprisingly good for fighting games. Like, I actually yeah. really like playing them on on that, between that and, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, good stuff, man. And it was just so nice seeing all these characters together in, like, one place. And I, I love the, the level design. I actually really like the idea of, like, building up to your super and, like, using that to, like, calculate scores. I, I just thought it was, like, a really smartly designed game that, like, for yeah, until Ultimate, I genuinely liked more than, than Smash Brothers. It it's a fantastic game. Like I said, I love the characters. The DLC was good. I love like I think the DLC characters are like I can't believe we got a game with Isaac Clark, a fighting like not a fighting game, but like a brawler party game with Isaac Clark. That's awesome. Yeah, who saw that coming? Yeah. <laughs> like it it's just so wild, and it like I said, it was super fun. It's gonna bug me because I'm never gonna have that PS3 platinum, and I'm missing two trophies. 
I'm telling you, one day a year, Sony, just turn on the servers, just flip a switch, baby. That's all we need is one day a year. I will take off work and have games prepared. Yeah. Well, we already know Austin's third, which was Killzone. So, for my third, I'm going to go with a game that is also celebrating its 10th birthday today and is very underrated. Uncharted Golden Abyss. Oh, Oh, I love that pick. That was my number one, so I'm gonna bump that from the list just because we gotta. T- we're here to talk about games. We're here to talk about more games, so I'm bumping that one. That game is severely underrated. It never gets talked about when people mention Uncharted games because it was a Vita exclusive, and it had such a good story. It was so fun. The platinum was attainable. I mean, it, it took a little grinding, but it wasn't bad. It it was a fantastic. It was another one of those, huh? This is a console game in my hand. And it coming out on launch day showed this is what the Vita can do. And it it just does not get the attention it deserves. It's the second best Uncharted game after three. I think it might be my second favorite as well. It's It's lower down on the list for me, but I still think it's like an incredible game. Like I'd probably... I'd probably put it above one, which is probably my least favorite, but I, I don't know that I would put it above two, three, four Lost Legacy. But it, it, I, either way, I still think it's a fin- just phenomenal, phenomenal game. And, I, you know, I really like what they did, even though it could be kind of, kind of gimmicky in some games. I really liked what they did with like the back touch and the, the camera, like holding the, the Vita up to like a light source to like see yeah. the map and stuff. I, I thought that was actually really cool. That was so. that was rough because I normally played my Vita like in bed, you know, like I always played it like at <laughs> night, like and I'd come home from the bars and be like, yeah, let me just grab a couple trophies. And I'd be like, oh, I just turned the light off and it just like turn it, you know, like as soon as like the light goes on. Uh, so that was like the only rough part. But like besides that, like it did get a little I'm OK with never having to do like a charcoal rubbing in a yeah. game ever again. I'm OK with that. Yeah, but uh it was really cool to be like, wow, look at what the Vita can do, you know, and like, yeah, I was always surprised they didn't like bring that as just like a screen you could like pair to your playstation 3 you know like have that it'd be like another way to interact with your playstation 3 for people who had vita mm-hmm. i always thought that was strange george what is your number four my number four uh thomas was alone this was a game that i grabbed on sale uh i think like either the first or second christmas that i had my vita and I had never really played anything like that. I was never really super into like indie games. Honestly, I spent like most of my early gaming career just kind of playing licensed games. Uh, but something about this game, I just thought like looked interesting. The price was right. So I grabbed it and it was just like a really sweet story. And, you know, it's a sweet story because like I gave a, sh- a poop about a shape and like a depressed shape trying to find its friends. And it was just like I thought a really smart puzzle game. And it was narrated by Stephen Merchant. So what's not to love about that? I need to try it again. I played about 45 minutes and it did nothing for me. But everyone okay. talks so highly of it. So I really need to try yeah. it again. I, this is, I didn't actually play this game on Vita. I played it, I want to say, on Steam when it came out. But uh, yeah, it, that game blew me away. Like, I, like you said, George, I wasn't expecting to feel like emotions about a square yeah. <laughs> or a rectangle. <laughs> yeah. um, but here we are. Yeah. But here we are. It's hip but to here be we a square. <laughs> Austin, what's your fourth game? All right. So my fourth one uh, probably comes as no surprise to those who 
uh, know the kind of games I enjoy, uh, specifically Monster Hunter. Of course, I'm talking about Freedom Wars, which, ooh, man, do I love that game. So at the same time, man, do I love that game. we'll just talk about my number four, <laughs> Freedom Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that game Oh man, I I honestly just talking about it makes me want to go back and play it. I don't think the servers are up anymore, if I'm not mistaken. I think they got shut down last year. Yeah. Um, but it was such a unique take on on that Monster Hunter formula and you know, going and, and latching on to the the enemies and like cutting off their parts and having the whole grappling hook like mechanic and and the the really interesting story and um the music was so good and so there was just a, a lot of, of positive things for me in that game and it, it it just it was one of those games where when it came out you know i was hoping it would be good and i was hoping it'd be something i'd enjoy and just completely blew me out of the water um so yeah i i mean freedom wars is one of those games where if they made a second one or or remastered it or something for ps4 or ps5 i mean that would be a a day day one purchase for sure okay <laughs> and, and the, like there's nothing more i can add because austin said it perfectly it's just it's it's just such a finely crafted game it's a wonderful take on that formula it it is so fun to play with friends like, i'm so sad i'm not gonna have that chance again but i still want to go back and play it more it's like i'm sure there are trophies i can still get in it easily so i should do that it's so good all right is it still online? Is is that stuff still working? No, they actually. I think no. it was. I think it literally I, was like in December. It yeah. went offline. I think I looked it up recently, and it was like December thirty first of last year. Boo! Yeah. How much money does it really cost them to just leave the servers on? Like, really? I don't have these answers. Honestly, it, it like, can't be that much for someone. Freedom okay, Wars, seriously, like, like <laughs> someone who's someone who's a streamer now is going to be like a congressperson one of these days, right? Like it's going to happen. Someone who's like super into games now is going to like run for office. And I wonder if this is going to be like a, a law that's passed where like if you offer an online service, like you can't discontinue that online service for at least 10 years. You can't discontinue it for at least 15 years. Like something like that has to happen, right? Like. You think about just like, well, I mean, like someone's going to be like so pissed off about like the Wii U or the 3DS shop closing down that like all of a sudden they're going to be like, this can never happen again. (laughs) If I lose my Switch library, (laughs) I'm going to lose I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) Something like that is going to happen. And yeah, it's going to be a law if we survive World War Three. It's hard to say. Um, so if I'm not mistaken. I think I can still get the platinum in this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> just had to double check. Yeah, that's why I was checking quick. I'm like, I think I got all of the online based trophies, and it would take longer to do not online, but it's still possible. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I'm really happy for you. I hope you stream it. I would love to watch it. I never played this game. I, I never really I, I think. Yeah. Wait. Hold on a second. Uh, look at that. It's love a wrapped copy right here. Yeah. Oh man. I wish the servers were still up because, yeah. I mean, I remember playing a lot with Elijah and then Jason, Jason Vasquez, who we just talked about uh, the other day. We we played a lot of that game together and gr- had a great great time. Uh, Jason Vasquez is like one of the best multiplayer <laughs> people he is. I've ever played with ever. Like, he, he carried me in Destiny. 
He carried me in Killzone verse uh, Killzone Mercenary. That that dude is just unprecedentedly good at at multiplayer games. It's unreal. George, <sighs> or yeah, George. Hi, hello, Austin. Hi. What is uh, the last game you're bringing to the table? Wait, is it my turn? Yes, I think it's I think it's my turn. Wait, say because didn't I just do Freedom Wars? Yes, yeah, you, you did. did. Freedom Wars, George. Oh, so hi, hello. <laughs> no, because my my fourth was Freedom Wars. Okay. Oh, so we're, we're on George for his final. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I was right the first time. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I sorry. I'm looking at my list. I'm like, which one do I actually want to say? Again, uh, there are so screw. many amazing ones. There are so, so many. Sorry, sorry, Severed. I'm cutting you. Uh, Unit thirteen. Is that a pun? Is that a joke? That was a joke. Yeah. Did you I like, like it? it? I did like okay. it. Okay. Uh, Unit thirteen, an incredible game. Unit thirteen was made by Zipper Interactive, the people who made uh, the SOCOM series, and most importantly, Mag, massive action game. The best and game Unit of Thir- all time. Unit thirteen. I've <laughs> talked about this before. <laughs> I talked about this before on the podcast. I don't really care about story in games. Like, I, I, I really don't. Like, if it's like a licensed game, then I will care about it because I want to compare it to how other stories do. But I personally don't think games are like the best medium to convey like a, a traditional story. Like I, I think Uncharted gets watered down by mediocre gameplay and interrupts like an otherwise pretty good Indiana Jones movie. That's like my big beef with Uncharted. But uh, Unit 13 cut out the middleman entirely. There was no story to that game. Instead, you got like 60 missions with like different parts to it. And it literally just let you jump into the action. And you had all these different like operators basically that you could choose to to play as that had different strengths and weaknesses. And the entire game just worked, man. Like it was they had like daily missions that would come out or weekly missions come out where like you'd have to like try to beat like an objective score uh and compare to to everyone else who was also going after it. Just a really fun game concept. And I'm so curious now to see if that plays on PlayStation Vita TV, because I got all those online trophies, baby. It doesn't play on Vita TV? No. Unfortunately, it does not. Really? Because I'm looking at a YouTube video right now where it does. Unless they changed it. I remember last time I tried it, it did not work. But maybe I'm wrong. That's that's such a bummer because, man, that game would be so much easier with a DualShock 3 (laughs) instead of a instead of those little tiny nubs. Uh, God, I love that game. It is just so much fun to just jump in, try to beat an objective and, and then jump out. That game's fantastic. Unit 13 can't recommend it enough. I haven't played it yet, so maybe sometime we should all play it together. Yeah, buddy. Austin, what's uh, okay. what are you bringing? So again, following the last one, big shocker: Persona Four Gold. <laughs> I never saw it coming. Uh, that that aside from uh, Killzone is probably my favorite Vita game, and and um, you know I, I overall, pers- as far as Persona games go, prefer Five, but. Four is still like a 10 out of 10 video game to me. I mean, it's still one of my all-time favorite games. And again, going back to to what I talked about earlier with my favorite Vita memories, that was one of those games where after that horrible incident happened in high school for me, it it kind of sucked me into like this other world, you know, and and pun intended. I mean, because the game is about like getting sucked into another world, but um you know, it it just really made me feel like I was a part of of that world and and friends with those characters and you know just invested in in what happened to them and what the the relationships between them and and whatnot and and just um, 
Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really really special game to me, and the you know for some reason I'll always remember this. I I uh, want to say you guys sent me the the Vita and the and Persona probably in like November or something. It, and I'll December is my guess. Yeah, somewhere around there. And I'll never forget getting to the part where you're in the um, like the snow area where they like go on the trip in the game, and it was like snowing outside like when that happened, and I'll just never forget that that memory of like being in the snow area and and hearing that like calm kind of relaxing music in the game and, and playing it as snow was falling outside and yeah i mean that that game is a is a 10 out of 10 video game that was one where when i had to cut it down to five it was because persona 4 was my sixth and i'm like i literally can't do this you know what I'm just going to make it so all of mine are Vita exclusive. And that's the only way I could cut it down to five. Because Persona 4 Golden is that it is my favorite platinum I have. I can tell you, top of my head, 142 hours and 28 minutes. Wait, 128 hours and 42 minutes. There we go. Nice. That's how long it took <laughs> me to get the platinum. Nice. That, that, that game is fantastic. And that's that game yeah. is the reason I realized I like playing RPGs on yeah. a handheld system. No, seriously. I mean, it was the same for me. It was um, being able to pick it up and pause it at any time with the rest mode. And, you know, just it, it was the perfect system for that game. So for my last one, I know I'm one of the few people who are going to say this, but I absolutely love this game. And that's Silent Hill Book of Memories. It is a... Yeah, buddy. Oh, you got a US one. Yeah, I mean, I had to buy it off someone from Canadian eBay, but yeah, sure did. <laughs> nice. No, I, I know a lot of people like, I'm getting one from a different territory because it's cheaper. Um, yeah. But no, I love that game. It is a more Diablo-style game. And it it is very different but i think it works and like a lot of people don't remember that it's made by the same people who are making the new advance wars remake and that made the shantae games so go way forward but no i absolutely love this game i remember picking it up when i was down in florida that's how i remember it's an early vita game because October 2012, when I was in Florida, I went to GameStop and I'm like, oh, they have a copy of Silent Hill Book of Memories here. You know what? I'm going to grab that. It, it, it is such a fun game. It still feels like Silent Hill while being completely different. And it's also the last Silent Hill game we got. It's just... Do you remember just like going to the game store and just like remember like the Vita section, like what it used to be and then yeah. how it like slowly dwindled and then became like, you know, because it used to be like 10 games wide and by like six shells or right. And just like, oh, that's pretty good for a handheld. And then it's just like, you know, stacks and stacks of games. And then like you show up like a couple months later and then it's like eight games wide <laughs> by six shells. And then it's like two years later. And then it's just like, yeah, they've got a couple that they're like clearly just trying to get rid of over here. And then they stopped like th they started like throwing out the cases. They would just sell like the little chip like little cartridge for the games, like next to like the DS games that they did the same thing for. And it's just, that feels like a, like a war crime to commit on, on Vita at this point. Just a, a side note. 
I was so sad. The one time I went into GameStop, way back when, and they had a copy of Third Birthday there. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I got paid on Friday. And I'm like, yo, I'm coming in Friday to grab this if it's still here. I come in Friday. They got rid of all the cases. Uh... In that two-day span, they got rid of all the cases. So I have a copy of Third Birthday back here that needs a case. Or no, I, I didn't get it from them then. I got it from a, a game store one point later. That's right. Thankfully, yeah, there's like, the, what is it, the coverproject.org? Yeah. Where you can like get like high-res prints or high-res scans of game covers. And Amazon has a pretty good job of like stocking uh, like relatively good cases. Like I bought a whole bunch of DS cases for Game Boy Advance games and then printed off like fan art, like fake covers for for those um so you, you, you can probably like put together a solution like that i know it's not the official case but i'll i'll probably just try and find like a case only on ebay or something at some point uh because i, I want to play those games this year since that's the third parasite eve and i want to play the parasite eve games but uh, there are so many amazing games on vita we've only named a fraction of them and like I said, I only chose ones that were Vita exclusive. Also, Austin lost the bet. Um, Steins Gate was not on my list. But that's another thing. Vita is perfect for like visual novels. And the Vita is perfect for so many different game types. Uh, it's just, it just does not get the credit it deserves. There are things that the Switch did in 2021, finally, that the Vita had at launch. So, like, the Vita was ahead of its time in many aspects. And then PlayStation killed it by not having the PlayStation 4 interact with it at all, which came out a year later. If the PlayStation 4 had Vita interaction, I guarantee you it would have sold so much better. I don't think that was the only issue. Oh, it was no. definitely, definitely it's not a the huge only issue. one, but like there, there were so many mobile games that were 99 cents on your phone and were 14.99 on Vita. Like I, that blew my mind. There's also so many games on your phone that were not available on Vita. Like how the hell was Knights of the Old Republic on my iPhone four, but not on my Vita? How is Bioshock on my iPad, but not on my Vita? Like there's just so many missteps that i wish like uh I, I wish i were in a position of power at sony back in like 2013 to be like wait you're telling me this is possible on like a samsung galaxy 1.0 like like no we got to make this work over here like we are the gaming device we can't lose the game war to the thing that everyone already has like we need to convince them to spend 250 dollars because this is the better way to do what they're doing with their phone and Let's, it's just it's well, so sad I think the thing was, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think the thing that kind of set this all up was the one, the the price comparison compared to the 3DS. I mean, um, the unfortunate reality is a, a family is going to look at the 3DS and see that it was, I guess it was 170 by the time the Vita came out compared to 250 or 300. And that's that's a that's a huge difference. But not just that, you've also got the memory cards, which were just ridiculous like there was no reason for the 64 gigabyte card to be 120 dollars. i mean that's just absurd um even even in 20 2012 like that that was still double the price that it should have been in 2012 <laughs> so <laughs> what i think i'm gonna do is get 
one of those unofficial ones that goes in the like game card slot and then use one of my Vitas to for that and just put a ton of digital games on it. And then I'll have my other Vita as because I have three Vitas. One doesn't work. It's my original one. And it doesn't work because it got waterlogged in my car. But like it still worked when it fell down a flight of stairs. Like it I I I'm like, oh no, my Vita. I pick it up and was like, oh I can just buff that out. Yeah, what's well, a little drink? Come on, it's nothing compared to stairs. Uh, yeah, I have three too. I have like the pink one, I have the powder blue one, and I have my original OLED one. Yeah, that's the one I got. That's so so freaking hot. God, I love that one. I want I want the blue one so bad. Yeah, I have that one. Uh, I have the original OG Wi-Fi one, and I have the God Eater Two Limited Edition. Oh. I want to get more Vitas. My, I've actually only got the 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 three G Wi Fi original. I, I never picked up the the slim. So I like playing the slim more than the original. It definitely felt better on my hands. Also, it's just like lighter, so it just feels yeah. a little better. Uh, that said, though, uh, I've had like multiple issues with the light one that I never had with the original. So they, they don't they don't make them like they used to. No. I guess. There, there is a certain limited edition Vita I want, but it's probably one of the rarest ones. It's also probably the main one that doesn't make sense why it exists. And that's the Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward edition Vita. Makes no sense because the game isn't on the Vita. <laughs> you can also get the Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward edition Vita TV. I, don't I mean, know. I guess the idea was remote play, but still, it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's just strange to me. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I, I still really well, want it. I, I got to be honest with you guys. Like, I absolutely love the Vita. If you talked to me three years ago, I would have said it's my second favorite console of all time. However, I I didn't really like I loved my PSP Go, but it was just so small and like it really hurt my hands to play for like more than like a half hour at a time. And so I always kind of wrote off the PSP. I thought it had like amazing games, but like the hardware sucks, but that's because I was only playing a PSP Go. I eventually got like a PSP 3000 and modded it a little bit uh, just to include like a better battery and stuff. And God, can if the PSP had trophies, it would be better than the Vita. That's all I that's all I have to say. Like Vita did a great job of making me feel like I was playing like a modern console, but I think the game selection on PSP is incredible and the fact that you could play a majority of those on Vita you can say that that's like a problem for the Vita and like why part of the reason why it didn't succeed and like I totally understand that because it didn't really have its own identity if it was just like relying so much on on old games but man that that library on PSP like there were so many games that deserved sequels to uh, on on Vita that we just never got and it, it blows my mind it blows my mind how many great Sony games like what was that one where like you were like literally cops on the hood of cars and you were just like jumping pursuit back and forth? Force. Yeah, pursuit force. How is there not a pursuit force three on Vita? Like that makes no sense whatsoever. Like there's well, so many forgotten franchises on PSP that could have made the Vita great. That, but it's still also shocking to me that we never got a God of War. Like with how good the two PSP God of War games were, and, um, and especially like we got God of War on Vita, but it was just one and two. Yeah, um, that. I, I want to say Evolution, I guess they were probably already working on Drive Club, but the 
Motorstorm, um, what was it? Arctic, 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 Arctic Rush, Arctic Blast, or, or something, whatever like it was called. The, the PSP one was fantastic, and nobody ever talks about that game. And would have loved to have seen that on Vita, and certainly like Infamous. I don't know, that would have been really cool to me. Arctic that, and how many just like forgotten PlayStation One franchises? Can yeah, they, like like oh my god, you could have. You could have saved Blasto, you know, you could have Ape Escape would have made so much sense on on Vita. It's just like such a shame that like they were obviously planning to do it for a while. And Sony clearly hadn't recovered from one, like the hack that happened in in 2011 and two, like I I think the recession really hit them too. like that exchange rate between like the US dollar and the yen was probably killer. And it was something that Microsoft didn't really have to deal with because they were like an American company and Sony like did most of their business in the United States during that era. So like they just like lost money for just doing well in a country that wasn't Japan. So they were punished for that. And it's just it's such a shame, man. Like there should have been so much more for Vita. We should be playing on our Vita too. None of us should own a Switch right now unless there was like a new Zelda game coming out. You know, we should always just be talking about we have uh, pour one out for Vita 10th birthday, but here's to Vita too. You know, like it, it, we should be there. <laughs> I, I want a Vita too. So much like I actually was looking at, and I saw this thing and it's super expensive, but I saw where somebody made a PlayStation three, basically, or was it four? One of the two, like it couldn't play physical games, but you could download digital games onto it. And it was a handheld you could play. I don't remember if it was three or four. That's awesome. But I'm like, yeah, okay. But like, I have a ton of digital games on the system. It was like twelve hundred dollars. Something like that it was ridiculous amount. But like, also, I would do it. I'm just searching PlayStation Vita two online to see if there's any rumors. There's not. It no. bums me out. No, I, I do the same thing. I get it. <laughs> I just, I love this handheld. I have my Vita TV hooked up right now. I, like I said, it's my favorite console of all time. And I'm not saying it's better than other consoles. Like, Vita is not better than the PS5. It's better than the Switch, but uh, (laughs) it's not better than the PS5. But I think what it accomplishes, what it does, what it sets out to do is perfect. Do I wish there was there were more games on it? Yeah. At the same time, this thing speaks to me so much that I have so many games to play already that for the next 10 years, I can play games I've never played before. And I'm just going to keep getting more. And it's games that I'm genuinely interested in playing, too. It's not ones where I'm like, I'm just going to play this for something to play. Like, I'm going to play those also. But games I'm genuinely interested in will last me forever on this thing. Here, here, buddy. Here's to you, Vita. Uh, in the background here, Austin can't put in because of uh, copyright infringement, but I'm just imagining Fallout Boys one night, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for the I, mean, I could put it in. Yeah, just like 10 seconds of it, just yeah. to play it safe. Yeah. <laughs> one night, one more time. Thanks for the memories. Even I'm going to have that song stuck in my head now. Cool. Thanks, me. But, fellas, do you have any last words to say? I would literally pour one out for the Vita, but this is carpet, and that's never going to (laughs) work. If I had a hardwood floor, I would 100% do it, and then just, I've got paper towels over here. But, 
not. Yeah, I mean, basically what you guys said, you know, I, I, I do miss the Vita. I think it's it's shocking to me that nobody has looked at the Switch and thought, hey, like maybe there's a little little market there that we should maybe like work our way into. Cough, cough, Sony. But um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully at some point we'll get something like that. Because honestly, that's the thing for me. That's why I love the Switch and that's why it's still pretty much my primary system. You know, I love my Series X and ps5 but i just love the flexibility of of being able to play on tv or or you know play laying in bed or whatever it may be or um you know take it off the dock and play it while andy's playing something or watching something on tv and you know you just can't yeah can't do that with ps5 or series x so i i would love to see a vita 2 would love to see a vita 2 well fellas I think it's time to head out on this solemn night. Like I said, I'm going to go stream some <laughs> Vita right now because heck yeah, Vita. Yeah, I'm going to go play some Vita, I think, actually. I'm like, I'm so annoyed. I think Star Wars Force Awakens is like a pretty good game, but that Platinum is just like such a pain in the ass to get on Vita. So I need to wait read guides and like none of the guides are written for the Vita version. Wait. So. Wait. Star Wars Force Awakens on Vita? Yeah. Oh, like the Lego one? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay, I'm like, um, why didn't I know this was a thing? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I would have already gotten that trophy if it were like or that platinum. If it were Same. Like, no, it's, it's, it's a Lego one. And it's just all the guides are written for like the 3DS or the, the PS3, 360, PS4 one, whatever. And it's just such a pain to like actually find out what to do. Because they strip so much out of those mobile games. So oh, yeah. Like it, it, it barely makes sense anymore. Maybe someday I'll play a Lego game again. Maybe. I'm still, I'm still pretty burned after Lego Batman 2, to be honest. I'm still hurt after I put like 20, 25, 30 hours into uh, Lego Harry Potter Year 5-7 and my nephew deleted my save file. And I haven't played Lego games since then. And I'm not going to pretend I have forgiven him. Well, that's on you. That's like a 20-hour platinum. I don't know what you're dilly-dallying doing so long. You know what, sir? I love you. He was enjoying the game. I was enjoying the game. I was enjoying Lego game. No one enjoys Lego games. And you know what? That must mean I was close then too, which makes it even worse. (laughs) So you know, I'm imagining a scenario where Elijah is like five minutes away from this platinum. Ooh, Tales of Hearts are a good one. George is holding up a list of his most recent game Mm -hmm. purchases. Silent Hill X, please. Tokyo Twilight. I want to play that really bad. I have a lot digital on Vita that I haven't even played, like Tales of Hearts are which I bought for like $5 digitally on sale and never played. You, I really wish uh, more developers would put their Vita games on sale. Like, hey, they're going away. I know one who did. Like, uh, I, I don't remember the developer, but they're like, hey, the Vita store is going away. And this was back when it still was like right there. And they're like, hey, the Vita store is going away. So we slashed the price of both of our games in half. and then. When they're like, oh, just kidding, the Vita store is staying up. They're like, all right, yeah, those games are staying slashed in half then. It's going away eventually. And it, it was literally days after I bought one of those games. So you know what? That was $20 that I didn't need to spend, apparently. But, uh, like, I, I wish more developers would do that. It's like... Why not? Like, what? I'm not going to spend $40 on this game that you released 10 years ago that you forgot is out there. But you know what, though? I might spend $10 on it. Yeah. Like, isn't $10 in your pocket better than the $40 you're not going to get? Yeah. On, like, 
Square Enix, or who's the biggest one? Koei uh, Tecmo is the biggest one. Where like all of their like warriors and like the Dynasty Warriors Samurai Warriors games are all still forty bucks. Attack on Titan was fifty. Like all the Square Enix ones are like thirty and forty. Dragon Quest Builders is forty. Uh, all the Saga games are thirty. I'm gonna get them all up to Square Enix. All the Atelier games are forty. So like, I wish makes makes no sense. No, I wish more devs would cut the price because, like you said, you can either get our get less money than normal or get no money at all. So your choice, devs. But that's everything for tonight. Thank you all for joining us on this evening of reminiscing as if we're not all we like don't all have our Vitas at in some way, shape or form near us and are going to continue playing them for the rest of our lives because I know we will. Yeah, I'm going to go light a candle, pour a glass of wine and hang out with my Vita. The other night I took a bath and was just playing my Vita and drinking a mimosa. It's what I do. (laughs) Until next week, everyone. Good night, listeners. Good night.